What's up, guys? Thanks, and welcome to the non-content make for kids channel. Guys, you know what? I think, well, it doesn't matter now. I'm glad it's over. And no hard feelings to anyone out there. I do apologize that I was not able to leave uh, some of the original content up or the Spanish lessons either. Um, but I'm still thinking about a way. Actually, I did find a way I can incorporate um learning Spanish with a very special book that we are certainly gonna read. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that I need absolutely no permission to read. If you can guess, then you already know what time that is. And so, with no further ado, we are reading. Oh, guys, <coughs> I literally said no further ado. I do apologize. Where are they at? Um, but I did want to say, you know. Um, I apologize for the time that it's taken me to get back here and continue the next chapter. Oh my gosh. And thank you so much. I can't believe how well that, um, the live wound up doing 200 and something views. That is insane. That is insane. That is insane. Like I'm used to spikes in the channel, like the other channel, like my main channel. I'm pretty much used to that right at this point. Um, but like this one has been really cool. I'm noticing since I'm able to, like, when I take time to promote the channel more on the different forums um, that are out there, and then um, also, like, with uh, promoting it to, like, certain viewers, then it's like, so I was able to help lift that band, and lifting that band is what really allowed for the different videos, because I was, like, not surprised about the cooking videos, you know what I mean? But, um, cause they've been like, you know what I mean? Um, doing well and all that kind of stuff. But the, um, so like lifting the band really helped the kaleidoscope video. Um, you know, so, and then I guess that, that live, I, I had no idea. That is, I'm really, yeah. Oh my gosh, guys. Cause this book is awesome. Okay. So, oh, and I wanted to apologize that it took me so long because I was actually sick. And even even with the work that I'm doing on the other channel, even even like living my daily life at home and stuff, I'm like I was like trying to do like all this stuff and so much and I was like literally battling a sinus infection for a month. I didn't even know that. Like and I'm from a healthcare background, but you know what? That's so that's not completely true. I did honestly I did suspect it. Not even gonna lie, I did suspect, but I just told myself, no, that's not it. You know what I mean? Nah, that's not it. And if so, I can probably handle it. You know what I mean? Because all of like the natural stuff, but it was just way too far gone. And then I was making it worse. I'm so glad I did not show you guys that video about using Q tips to get rid of uh snot in your nose. Mm, so gross. I'm so gross. <laughs> Rise of the Revenue Show. I want to give a shout out to P. Grace Lawson. Thank you for giving us permission. For giving me permission. I say us. Okay, guys, I want to be very clear. I say us and we on like all of my channels, but it is legit just me. So thank you for your patience. I learned how to do everything from scratch, from like reading different like magazine articles. Um, YouTube, uh, YouTube itself was a great help on building the channels and, um, it's a lot of work. There's a lot 
more like even if you have talent you still have to get your stuff out there you know what i'm saying like because youtube does not share your stuff they just don't um you have to get your stuff in the algorithm now once it's in there it can do a little thing you know what i'm saying and sometimes you can get a spike you know what i'm saying but definitely guys don't forget to like share and subscribe omg that was that was completely unexpected. Oh my gosh. Shout out to 151 subscribers. That's kind of weird. I don't know. I think the channel's being spammed though, huh? To be quite honest. I already said that though. I already said that and I already asked YouTube. I already, I already was like, guys, report this. It's because with that whole content made for kids ban. And then I found out when I went into the subscribers that there was like some, some shit just didn't seem right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know. Maybe the channel's being targeted, but either way, um, <laughs> Shout out to that um 151 subscribers. Pretty cool and pretty weird. But I'm down for it. I don't give a shit. Um, I mean, I guess that happened with the spike and the release of the band. And moving forward. So shout out to P. Grace Lawson for allowing us, me, but we say us because, you know, us, when I say us and we, I just mean us as the, you know I mean? Me as the content creator and you all, my wonderful, lovely, adored, and cherished subscribers. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Chapter two. Now, this book does not have, like, you know, like, how chapters have, like, names and stuff, like the last book I read? This one doesn't. So, I just do that on my thumbnail. When I do that, like, I legit just made that up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, I'll make those up. That's pretty cool. Um. Chapter two of the rise of the Ravenisha. Rufus stepped from the SUV, well aware of how striking he looked. His immaculate, coofed, pale blonde locks glowed white as a cotton ball in the morning sun. Piercing, piercing husky ice blue eyes coldly took in the tableau before him. He had a sensual mouth or so he had been told, with lips neither plump nor thin, he hadn't always been gaunt like he was now, which was why it was imperative that he somehow appropriated the woman's powers. Rufus remembered the day he had found his grandfather's diaries. He'd read with disbelief as the old men described the women's mystical and wondrous abilities, recounting their attempts to harvest the magic for themselves. Obviously, they had failed to gain those powers or they wouldn't be dead. Rufus read how the women wouldn't cooperate even back then, sabotaging his ancestors' experiments. They polluted blood samples, burned down labs, and destroyed formulas. Rufus vowed to succeed where the old men had failed. If benevolence wouldn't work, and it looked like it hadn't worked, one iota, then he would do whatever he had to do and to whomever he had to do it to. He wasn't ready to die. He had more money to make, more things to discover, more life to live, period. With that thought, Rufus steeled himself as he walked toward the women for what was about to be a taxing and a acrimonious encounter. It always was. Rufus surveyed his surrounding land, the tree-covered rolling hills shrouded in mist, the mountains in the distance, and Alabama's famous red dirt. He mulled that if men weren't searching for money and power, then it was for the elusive fountain of youth, a way to live forever. The clock was ticking for Rufus. He recognized he couldn't continue to survive by just harvesting the women's platelets. He had to discover their secret to immortality, 
or he would be dead soon. Damn them, Rufus thought as a multitude of emotions flitted across his eyes. His mouth turned down at the thought of the coming confrontation, but he forged on. The women's hatred and disdain for him was apparent in the way they curled their lips, rigging their eyes up and down his body like he was trash and they couldn't wait to be out of his presence. They would probably find a way to rid themselves of the lethal collars he had placed on them and kill him one day. He felt the hold he had on them gradually slipping away through the, through the years. He'd had a complicated relationship with the women, fraught with heated passions, battles, and threats. His immediate survival was, a stake, was at stake. Though, and if he needed to whip, starve, taste, or otherwise coerce them, then so be it. Rufus hadn't gotten where he was in the world by being soft-hearted. If only he'd never accepted Idias. Or shall I pronounce it Idias? Okay, I'll say Idias. Idias' proposal and gotten involved in creating the serum. Then he never would have gotten sick. He could have freed these women. He could have tried to pursue Chiola. And perhaps she'd even be able to accept his love. But love wasn't going to get him his cure. He was stuck in this battle now. Although they were technically prisoners, they had every creature comfort. He even allowed them to attend the local historically black universities after they proved they wouldn't try to run away or pull another stunt as they had with his father. Granted, he had mistakenly thought educating them would benefit him. They were obviously smart and he had hoped to use them as lab assistants. However, their defiant attitude, supreme intelligence, and his ego had quickly squashed that notion. Why won't they just cooperate with me? He fumed. Hell, he even had that expensive equestrian center built to please Theodora because it would please her nana, Chola. Those women lived better than most white people in the area. Hell, even the state except for him. And had that buttered those haughty bitches up and stopped them from looking down on him? Of course not. Well, he was down well, he was done placating them. If they didn't voluntarily give him what he wanted, he'd take it, just like he had taken their daughters. He had an ace up his sleeve today, and he was sure the woman would finally capitulate. Wow. That was a short rush chapter. I love that, man. That was insane, amigos. I loved it. So, we're going to move forward to chapter three. Chiola watched a diminutive... Oh, wait. So, I guess we need to stop, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to stop and just briefly talk about something really quickly. I'm really going to get serious on the official Native King and Queen show because that's the area and facet of me to be serious on on that channel and i don't know i kind of i kind of but i do have it like light too you know what i mean it's just not as wild crazy you know what i mean as creator arena um so but i do i am a controversial um person because I am a melanated woman, and that's always been a subject of controversy, um, us, our existence. And, um, I mean, we've never able to be fully free and, and just let the fuck alone. So, oh my gosh, we are such like the, Rav the Ravanisha, really. We are special beings. I mean, a lot of us do. It takes us like forever to even to show our age. So it's just wonderful. 
I love this book. I love this. I don't, you know what I don't like? I don't, but I'm starting to understand though, because I never understood why, why do people hate other people just because they are different? You know what I mean? But it's not just about being different. It's about the other person feeling like you're different and you're great. And why can't I be that? And it's so strange because me being sometimes the person on that end, on the other end, um, I'm, you know, I, I've always been able to me and many other melanated women and melanated people look at, especially those that um, worked and have worked and work, I'm sorry, and have worked in healthcare. You know, we walk in, you know, caring for people that we don't even know. And we genuinely care. That's why they always choose. I mean, uh, most of us, if you'll see, you'll see that there's not a lot. There's more um, Caucasian people or let's just say people of every other race in higher positions than the melanated people. We usually um, on the front, what they call the front line, the lower level assistant level. Right. But if you talk to any patient, we make the biggest impact. If you talk to the, the honest doctors, we make the biggest impact. Because we, because they feel, and a patient will tell you that they feel that you care. They don't feel like the doctor cares. They don't feel like the nurse cares. And it's not because of the job they're doing. That is because of the feeling that they're delivering. That is because the level of care that they're delivering. Because even if you're a doctor and you're just going there to say a few words for a few moments, it is the way you say it. It is your position. It is your tone. It is your eye contact. It is everything. And so all of that creates sense of feeling. Because, and it's a sense of who you are. You know what I mean? And then beneath that, we have intuition as melanated people. We just, we have natural, strong intuition. Some of us dumb it down. Some of us don't listen to it. Some of, you know, that's it. But it's there. So we feel what's going on. And when you're in healthcare, you feel it. So you care and you fix it. We're great people. And it's just so strange how we can look at every other race, every other person and, and find the greatness in a stranger and love them and care for them. And they continuously want to kill us and end us, take us apart, study us. It's quite horrific. And it hurts. But it is the same thing that got my ancestors their land lost in the first place. Isn't it interesting how if you look at all the other races in the Caucasian, Caucasians as well, um, they they know their history. Um, and their grandparents would have, you'll hear them say that they're from here or they're Italian or they're German or this or that. Not ever America. All of the melanated people. We can only trace our lineage back to here, not ever Africa, here. I'm so grateful for my Native American culture and all of the things that we were able to keep. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Be on the lookout for Chapter 3 of the Rise of the Revenisha. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. hey, and I want to be clear, all thoughts on the book and my personal thoughts are just that. They do not uh, stand or representate the book itself or P. Grace Lawson. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to get the book. Enjoy it. Draw your own conclusions. I love it. And I'll see you next time. Bye.